Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. The two great commandments that sum up the entirety of God's law, the essence, the heart of everything that God asks of us, of everything that God has revealed, Jesus distills it for us. He simplifies it. That we're called to love God with our whole heart, our whole soul, and our whole mind, to then love our neighbor as ourself. We know these two great commandments. We know we're called to, to live this out. I think it's safe to assume that every single one of us wants to. We want to love God. We, we want to love our neighbor. And yet at the same time, we can all recognize the difficulty involved, the challenge, and the ways in which we know that we don't love God as we ought to, or the times in which we don't love our neighbor in the way that we should. So how can we grow in our fidelity to these two great commandments? And it's not just about, you know, okay, God tells me to do this, so I, I know I need to be obedient. No, this is, this is why we exist. This is the reason we're here. This is our purpose, is love. Love is ultimately what we're called to. It's our vocation. It's, it's what will fulfill us. It's what will lead us home. It's the one thing we'll be judged on, is love. And so this really gets to the heart of everything that we are called to and everything that we long for finds its fulfillment in love. My first kind of piece of advice in in how we can perhaps orient ourselves in in wanting to, to grow in our keeping of these two great commandments might first seem a bit obvious, but it's worthy of our pausing to reflect upon. It's the question of, of how much do we truly want it? How much do we truly desire to love God above all things and to love our neighbor as ourselves? We need to start there because we can't always assume it. We can't just take it for granted. One of the great traps for all of us to be on guard against in our, our journey of faith is, is coming to a place of a, a, a certain complacency, biblically referred to as lukewarmness, where we just get comfortable where we're at. No, we have to have a, a lively desire. We have to want to love God with our whole mind, soul, and strength. We have to want to love our neighbor as ourselves. And not just in a vague, kind of generic way of, oh, that'd be nice, you know. Oh, I wish I loved God more. No, we have to to want it. Because when we want something, we're willing to pursue it, to strive for it, to take steps to move in that direction. We need a a sufficient desire that motivates us to, to do what we can to grow in that love for God and love of neighbor. So we have to start there. And we can begin by asking God to give us that desire. It's what he wants for us. It's why he created us. And so we can trust that he will always give us a greater love if we come to him in humility asking for it. 
It's the, the example that the church gave us today in our opening prayer that we prayed, Lord, increase our faith, hope, and charity. Because this love that we're called to is not something natural. It's not actually something that comes from us or that we produce. It's a gift that we receive. It's a grace. This theological virtue of charity. And so just as we ask God to increase our faith, to increase our hope, we can ask God to increase our charity, our love for Him and for our neighbor, and our desire to love Him more. So we always begin with with coming before the Lord and asking Him for this gift that He wants to bestow upon us, that we would want to be more faithful, to grow in this love. And then as we ask God for that grace, as we come before Him in prayer, then we can begin to take some practical steps to recognize, okay, what can I do to grow in my love for God, to grow in my love for my neighbor? Beginning always with the greatest of the two commandments, right? To love the Lord your God. We have to start there. And I would suggest the best way for us to start is to continue that initial step of prayer. Prayer is the foundation of our relationship with God and of our love for Him. Without prayer, we can't love God as we ought to. And we won't be able to grow in our love for Him. And I want to distinguish this type of prayer from what we often kind of refer to as saying our prayers. You know, okay, I said my morning prayers, and I say my night prayers, and I say a blessing before meals, and I say my devotions, and those are all good and important. But as I've mentioned before, they're not enough. We need to also practice this perhaps more substantial or deeper form of prayer where we spend time with God quality time. That's what we do when we love someone. When we love someone, we spend time with them, and we want to spend time with them. And so spending this quality time of prayer with the Lord is a concrete exercise of love for God. And it's a good barometer for us to kind of evaluate, okay, how important is this to me? And is this more important than all of the other things that are clamoring for my time and attention. To put into practice our love for God by spending time with Him, listening, speaking from the heart, entering more deeply into that communion, that will inevitably deepen our love for Him. If we practice that day in and day out, we will grow in our love for God. And we will desire to love Him anymore. And we'll keep coming back to Him every day, asking Him, Lord, teach me to love You. Give me this grace. This should be our our primary goal every day of our life. How today can I love God and then love my neighbor? And without prayer, it will be impossible. And as we grow in our desire to love God, as we grow in our life of prayer, we'll find new strength to conquer and turn away from sin. We'll recognize sin for what it is, as something that is always contrary to the love of God. And we'll find in that love the strength to turn away, to grow, to renounce sin, little by little, day by day. And as we journey on that path, 
we will find our lives becoming more and more focused on the Lord and we'll live from that relationship. And next, we're called to love our neighbor. Again, not just in a vague, kind of generic way. Oh, it'd be nice if I loved my neighbor more. That won't get you very far. It has to be intentional. It has to be practical. And it has to be personal. We all know who our neighbor is. We know the people that we're around on a regular basis. Our family, our friends, our our co-workers, our classmates, the people that we interact with. Those are the people that we're called to love. And always again, beginning with prayer and asking God for that grace, then we can, can begin to put into practice practical things. Asking ourselves, okay, what can I do to be more humble, to be more forgiving, to be more patient, to be more generous, to be more kind? These concrete actions without which love is impossible. Where, where am I not loving my neighbor? Where am I falling into gossip or judgment or any number of things that are contrary to this love? We have to know those things. We have to be aware of them. We have to have a plan. We have to be intentional every day. How can I love my neighbor in the way that I know God is asking of me? If this is our priority, if this is our focus, if this is our goal, that we're striving to to grow towards every day of our life, then we will inevitably progress in our love for God and in our love for our neighbor. This is what the Lord desires for all of us. This is what he asks of us, to make this our goal, to make this our priority, to come before him in prayer, to spend time with him, to ask him to teach us and guide us how we can love him how we can love our neighbor so that, yes, we can be faithful in keeping these two great commandments, but ultimately so that we can grow in love, so that we can receive more of what the Lord desires to bless us with. And so let's humbly ask him, but also with with a confident faith, Lord, teach me to love. Grant me this grace that I would grow in faith, in hope, and charity. And let's come before the Lord every day asking him to to strengthen us and to guide us that we could achieve this goal as the main purpose, as the main priority of our lives.